0: Welcome to How Do You Write. I'm your host, Rachel Herron. On this podcast, I talk to authors about how they write, what their process is, and how their lives fit together. I'll keep each episode short so you can get back to writing. Hello, writers. Welcome to episode number 29, the first of 2017. And I'm super excited about this episode. Uh, There will be no interview in this episode. So if that is what you listen for, good on ya. Love you for it. Go back and listen to some old ones. Wait for next week's. Um, But today I'm just going to be talking. Not too long, but I do want to go over last year, um, my first not full year as a full-time writer, and my goals for this year because I love January. I think it's completely exciting that an arbitrary line in the sand means that we get to kind of think about everything A new, We get to take stock. Um, I know that it is an arbitrary thing. This calendarization, as I like to call it, um, happens. None of this is really real, but it does give us time to stop and think. So let's stop and think for a minute. And if you're watching on Facebook or YouTube, uh, you'll notice that I chopped my hair quite a bit. I've got the long and short going on. I could do a little bit of flock of seagulls. I like to say this side, wait, this side is arty and this side is party. So, um, new year, new hair, new us. Let's talk about goals. I want to tell you a little bit about the goals I had for last year and then move into this next year. Um, last year I had one goal, one huge goal. I had a bunch of big goals and one huge goal, which was to quit my job by July 1st. um, I was trying to get all the money in place, pay down debt, get some savings. And I was doing that. That was going great. I, we paid off the debt. Um, we were saving money. And then in, early in the year, last year, a family member got sick and I realized, wow, I was holding on for a few more months of pay when I was going to jump ship in a few months. If I couldn't make it in a few months, I wouldn't be able to make it then. <laughs> so instead of gripping tightly and holding on like a lot of sensible people would do. I jumped ship early. Um And I'm so glad that I did. I cannot think of something that's ever scared me more. Besides, obviously, you know, existential crisis and, and loss of loved ones. Uh But I can't think of anything that scared me more than, than jumping ship from this job. I am a super responsible person. I have always worked for someone. I had always worked actually literally for the man, either for the police department or the fire department for my entire 17 year career, I always paid the bills. I got everything done. This seemed flighty and this seemed risky. And when I jumped and the nets started to appear because I was frantically knitting them myself, um, I felt really lucky. I felt like it was a miracle. Like Oh, and I and and I've talked about this before. I felt like I didn't deserve it, um, which is some crap. I do deserve it. I saw somebody on Twitter recently, quote someone else, so I cannot attribute this. But basically, the quote was something like, "I am not the luckiest person in the world to have my dream job. I worked my ass off to get here, which is exactly what I did. So um, that was my big goal, and I did it. I quit." One of the best days of my life, even though I loved my job, getting to do full time this job that I love so much more has been wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. It's been nine months of sheer bliss. And I can say that unequivocally, even though the bliss has been, uh, pocked with moments of fear, despair, anger. Um, loss of courage, uh, and, and, you know, 2016 sucked for a lot of people, including myself, um, and more importantly, including people that I really love. And so I'm glad to see that year go, although it will always be the year that I went full time as a writer. So, um, I will always be fond of it for that. Other goals last year included, let's see, um, I needed to write the second bird, the second bird, the second songbird in the songbird series. Um, that's a romance. And oh, I needed to write the third book in that. Um, and I wanted to write the first two books in a new series also set in the same small town. So, um, last year, all I wrote were romances, which is fun and difficult and I love it. Um, but I did not write any women's fiction or anything mainstream last year. So I'm missing that. I can feel that in myself. Um, what else did I do? These were, then, then we're going to talk about things that I did that weren't actually goals because I didn't know I had them as goals. Um, I started two podcasts, this one and one which I could not continue with the the time commitment with it sadly, but I loved doing it. Um, This podcast I'm keeping and loving and there might be another quick short podcast that I might be on soon and able to announce pretty soon um, that's going to be fun and short and I don't have to manage a bit of it. So um, that's great. I started a writer's group on Facebook. If you have not joined that yet, um, I would love you to. It's called Onward Writers and you can request to be added. Please do. We're having a good time talking about goals over there right now. Uh, I started an email list for writers. You should also be on that. I know I tell you that every week, but it's because every week I send out an email that only the subscribers of that email list get. Um, I ain't selling you nothing. I am just talking about writing tips, um, and thoughts that I've had over the years. So, uh, I'm really enjoying writing that. I'm loving the response from you guys is huge. Um, and it just does my heart so good. And I didn't plan to do that when I quit but I did it. I started the Patreon. Um, and thank you to the new patrons. I got, I think three new patrons this week. And thank you so much for supporting me over there. Um, Patreon listen, listeners, uh, listeners, Patreon readers get essays that I'm writing on the creative life. And I write them about every two months or so. And you only tip the tip jar when the essays come out. Um, but that was income that I hadn't known I could have, and that has been so helpful in making this adjustment, and um yeah, so Patreon is new. I taught a whole lot more. That was a goal, Um, but I didn't realize how much more teaching I would be doing, and I have loved it, not only on my online class um, on how to stop stalling and get your writing done, but I've taught a lot more in person, which I've fallen in love with, and I won't say all over again, because when I was... 20 years old, 20-something, 20 27-year-old with an MFA. I hated teaching. I absolutely hated it. But that's because I was teaching intro English classes. Now I get to teach the good stuff. I'm just teaching solid creative writing. And I'm watching people blow up with their own creativity. And there is nothing more inspiring to me than that, literally. Um I... I have I taught fiction this year, um, but the thing that I've talked about a lot recently and the thing that blew my mind was teaching memoir, um, which I think is going to be my favorite wheelhouse if you can have a wheel. I don't even really know what a wheelhouse is, but I have a favorite one um, because I know how to handle trauma from my day job and from um, some self-defense courses that I've helped assist with and teach and uh traumatic events are easy for me to handle and help other people's up other people handle but memoir in and of itself has to be constructed like a novel it's not an autobiography a memoir has a clear arc um it has you need to use storytelling it's something that i really love teaching so that was something Absolutely unexpected that 2016 gave me. Uh, I love a teaching memoir. And in fact, that is leading right into some goals for 2017, but we're not there yet. Um, let's see. I th- actually I think that those were all my goals. Those were the things that I did last year. Huzzah. Um, and heading into 2017, I last year I used an app called Trello, which I liked. It's an online, um, task management platform app, whatever you want to call it, kind of like I know a lot of people use Asana. I have gone back to Analog in terms of goal setting, because all Trello was, was a good place for me to set up things that I should have been seeing more often. I should have been looking at my year plans more often. I did that. I didn't, I don't know if I, well, yeah, I kind of did it wrong because I built the Trello things and used them for two or three months and then never went back and looked at them. So this year, um, I actually, I'm just going to flash my Midori journal at you if you're on the YouTube, if you're not on the YouTube, it doesn't matter. So I just kind of, gridded off two pages in my journal i made 12 boxes i wrote the months down and i listed the things i want to get done because i when i did that in trello this last year that was really helpful to list by months i loved looking at what i wanted what i planned to do in each month and what actually happened because life happens um But I'll walk you through my writing goals for this year, and then we'll talk a little bit about money, uh, because everybody loves to talk about money. Um, So January, February, March, I'm planning on writing the thriller that I've been talking about. I'm also publishing the second Ballad Brothers. That comes out later in March. No, sorry. Later in January this this month. In April, I am... April and May, I'm writing... I'm writing a book on how to write memoir, because... Um, I, I can't wait. I just have so much to say and I've been collecting and I might try to write a little bit earlier, um, on this, like while I'm writing the thriller, I might work on the memoir book, but we'll see how that goes. Um, I've also got the Venice trip. It's a writer's retreat in April. And also in April, I'm publishing the darling Songbirds three. That one is traditionally published in Australia and New Zealand and self published everywhere else. Um, let's see, June and July, I have slated to write the third Ballard Brothers romance and, um, publish, um, publish that in September or October. That is straight up self-pubbed. So that's easy. I can actually look at that and plan that. Uh, the thriller, my agent is actually going to take out and see if she can sell. But because it is a new genre for me, um, it's actually best if I write the whole book basically on spec and then she takes it out into the world, the hope is that they will look at that as a fresh property. They can't compare my sales to anything else thriller wise. So I have to have a damn good book in hand. I can't just sell this on submission. Um, so that is my, those are my writing plans. Um, I also want to teach more. I've got a bunch more teaching gigs coming up. I want to put up some more on cl- online classes because I really like doing those. I think those are fun. Um, they just take a really long time to edit. And uh, and while I'm good at editing, I'm good enough at editing to do them. And I don't want to hire them out because that would be really expensive. Um, that's just something I need to find time to do. The writing retreats are a new part of my income that I'm bringing in. Um... So I've got the April trip to Venice, which is going to be amazing. And basically it's paying for my time and for me to have a week in Venice afterward, just on a retreat by myself, writing alone. Uh, so, and getting paid to do so. So that's amazing. I cannot believe that that is happening. Um, and it's going to be so fun. And I'm already working on the curriculum for that. And at the end of. The year in October, I'm going to New York upstate to the Rhinebeck uh, Sheep and Wolf Festival. So I'd like to build a writing retreat around that. So I'm right now looking into um, retreat places like uh, hotels and inclusive uh, spas and stuff in the Catskill area, in the Rhinebeck area. So if you know of any place that is good, that would be a good host for that. Let me know if you'd like to come in October. That's not very far for a lot of you. Drop me an email to get on the early, um, notification list. And what else am I working on? Um, Oh, coaching, writing clients, is a new thing as of last year and this year, and I'm loving it. I'm absolutely loving it. Um, editing is a relatively new source of income. So these are things I'm going to be working on. Another thing I'm really going to be working on in 2017 is this phrase that has been popping into my mind, which you aren't going to believe by the way I'm talking, but um, should I do less? Can I do less? I want to do as much as possible and then do a little bit less because I do tend to go hard until my brain throws a migraine at me and I go home and get in the bed and stay there for two days. And that's a stupid way to work. It really is. I do not like grinding my body down until it throws me off the horse. I like to mix all the metaphors as usual. Um, So I'm going to try to do less of things. I'm going to try to rest more. Do more yoga. Um, I'm currently on a crazy hard elimination diet for allergies because I'm trying to eliminate more of the migraines and some scary allergic things I've been having happening. So I'm eating basically like a sick dog. Right now I'm eating chicken and rice for about three weeks. So I'm exceedingly bored already and it's day two. I will try not to take that out on you. Um, Now let's talk about money. And this is the point which I don't know if I'm going to depress you or inspire you. So um, if you don't like horror movies, you might want to look away, turn it off now. But I also really believe in transparency. I believe there's not enough transparency out there in this business. There's a lot of people that we listen to that, oh, my God, they make so much money. Or we hear from our friends, oh, okay, I made $7 last year. And we don't know quite where we will fit into that that graph, that um, that pie chart. So I'll tell you where I fit. Last year, um, 2016, I made fifty-seven thousand um, dollars. Let us break that down. I have made a lot more other years, and I have made a lot less other years. Um, So I wanted to break it down and tell you where that money came from. Um, $15,000 of that $57,000 was from traditional publishing. That was um, a couple of new contracts. It was uh, the release of a couple of books. I did have four books come out last year. I I had one mainstream, two romances. Those three were all traditionally published by New York Houses, although the romances are only traditionally published in um, Australia and New Zealand. So that's what's confusing about that. The mainstream novel was published all over the world by Penguin. And then that, so that was three books. And then the fourth book I published was completely self-published. That was just um, the first Ballard Brothers romance. So um, I also broke down what I have for people who are new to listening to me. In the United States, um, let's keep it at those numbers, because that's where I make most of my money. Um, it's hard to say that or in Australia, but in the United States, I have seven books that are traditionally published by New York publishers, and I have nine self-published books. Some of those were contracted by Random House Australia, but I own the rights for the rest of the world. So seven traditionally published on the market right now, nine self-published. Going back to numbers from New York traditional publishing, I include, um, the Australia traditional publishing in this, I made $15,000 in self-publishing. I made $25,000. This is pre-tax that I'm telling you. Um, so that doesn't really sound like that much. And honestly, it's not that much. I would like it to be more next year. My goal is to have it be more, um, than other places where I got money. Um, uh, formatting. I did, book, I did some book formatting. I made about $500 doing that, and then I kind of slowed it down. It's easy for me to do. I like making beautiful interiors of books, but it's, it's really not that fun. It's 50 bucks a pop is not, it's, it's, doesn't feel worth it to me. Um, teaching, I made about 10 grand. That was from Stanford, Berkeley, and from an online course that I have. So that's where that money came from. I made about two grand from articles, writing articles for different magazines. Um, from Patreon, I wanted to mention this. Um, I made $3,000 and I only delivered three essays. When I joined Patreon, when people sign up to put money in the tip jar, thank you, those of you who do, it makes my life. Um, I said that I would publish essays every, I think I said every four to eight weeks and, the patrons only get charged when an essay comes out. It's not a per-monthly thing. It's just when they come out. It can't be any uh, can't be any less than four weeks apart, basically. And last year, I only delivered um, four essays. The fourth essay is getting paid out in 2017, which is why it isn't included in that $3,000. But I only delivered three essays. I could have delivered. I started in February. I could have delivered 10. I left money on the table because I was actually scared of... I was scared of writing them. People tipping me money makes me feel, and I think it's right, that I owe them a real good essay. But I'm disappointed that I didn't deliver them more often, that they're they're actually saying that they want to read them. I get emails from people who want to read them and I'm not delivering. So that was something I screwed up on. I will do better at this, that this year. I'm really excited about writing these essays. I love writing them. They're one of my favorite things to do, but I do take them so seriously. So I'm going to try to take them as seriously, but do them more often. Um, I also made a list of the ways that I make money. Uh, everything else That adds up to about $52,000, those things that I just told you about. Um, The other $5,000 came from things like coaching, appearances, affiliate earnings. Let's see if I've missed any other ways that I make money. I think that is, that's about it. The audio royalties I include in um, book publishing. That's just in either the traditional publishing or the self-publishing. So that's what I made. I made $57,000. I would like to, and I'm saying this here right now, I'd like to double that in 2017. Wouldn't that be cool? Um, doubling $57,000 to me sounds really hard, but doubling what I'm doing in all of those areas, that doesn't sound hard. Uh, I can't write any more than four books this year. I don't want to, I don't think I should. Um, so I won't write more, but I will be continuing to expand the income streams from each book. I make sure that there is a an ebook, a print book and an audiobook. And then I collect into um book bundles as well uh, of each book and that gives the different little bits of money coming from all the different income streams. Oh, and I wanted to mention for people who are curious as to what kind of following I have, uh I started something this year, which I think you should start, um, a couple of things. You should go find Megan O'Toole. If I haven't said that before, M-E-I-G-H-A-N O'Toole and get on her email newsletter list. She provides the best content. I get so much out of her emails and she really advocates for keeping track of all your social media numbers, which is something I wish that I had been doing for the last eight years. Um, and I haven't been, I've just kind of been juggling them in my head and knowing when my numbers get bigger or smaller. Um, but I had no place to check on that. So I just started an Excel spreadsheet and every month on the first I dump in all my social media numbers. So the ones that are probably of most interest to you as a listener, um, I have 4,700 subscribers to my email newsletter list. Um, and I have called those down into active, subscribers. I did a big purge recently, of uh, people who were not clicking on anything, weren't even opening the emails. Um, so that's, that's 4,700 good subscribers. I have 3,800 followers on Facebook on both my author and my personal profile totaled and 4,000 on Twitter. I don't think you sell that many books on Facebook or Twitter. Um, but the email list is that's what I'm proud of. That's, uh, that's really helpful to me with my sales because they're on it because they want to read me. So as an author, if you're just getting started, don't worry about any of this. But when you do go live, have your email newsletter in place. It's the most important thing you have after you have a book. If you have a book, have an email list. If you don't have a book yet, write the book. You can't do anything with any of this until you have a product to sell. After you have a product to sell, you sell another product. And when I'm talking here, I realize that I'm talking strictly about self-publishing because that is what a lot of people are doing right now and a lot of people are interested in, but all of this applies directly to traditional publishing if you want to go that route too. You can hear all this, absorb it, drive in your car, think about your life as a full-time author, but while that feels good, carve out the time to do your writing, to send those query letters, to look up the agents that you want to work with that you think might be a good fit with you. Um, don't forget to do the work. So I want you to do some goal setting too. Even if it's just as simple as 12 post-its, um, one piece of paper marked into 12 lines, fill in each month what your goal is. It's so easy to say, well, I'd like to revise my novel by fall. But what does that look like? In concrete details. um, If you'd like to revise your novel by fall, what is fall? Are you going by October 1st? Great. That's 10 months from now. How many words are you going to revise per month? Is it a Is it a 100,000 word book? You have to revise 10,000 words a month or you will not meet your goal. And I know that you want to meet your goal. You, if you are not already a writer, you want to be a writer. If you are already a published author, you know that you want to get more books out there. So make those goals. Um, This year, let's try to hit them. Let's talk about them. Email me. Join the Facebook group. Tell us what they are concretely. um, None of this I want to write my first book. That's too big, too hard. How about your first chapter? How about your first five chapters? How about the last six chapters? You get where I'm going with this, right? This is long enough for me to babble in your ear. I appreciate the time that you spend with me. The podcast has been one of the best things I've done all year. Um, I love it. I love being here with you. I love hearing from you. I love your tweets, your emails. Please keep those coming. Um, If you're a patron, please know how much I value you. And I plan on getting you more awesome essays and being less scared. That is a a big goal of mine. Um, But I want to write a lot. I want to be healthy. And I think everything else follows from that, right? So for 2017, I wish you many words, much revision, and all the fun and happiness we can pack into those two things. Happy New Year. See you next week. Thanks so much for joining me on this episode of How Do You Write?